During Robert Brogdon's Olathe Buick GMC clearance event, save up to 20% on new models like the 2023 Buick Encore GX or GMC Sierra 1500. View their huge inventory at robertbrogdon.com and find your perfect match. It's a tradition as old as the game itself. And that's why I like the Dayton Triangles, plus the five and a half straight up over Kenton. Picking the right side is not child's play. It doesn't take a genius to realize that Houston's failed to cover their last ten outings on away turf the week after scoring more than three touchdowns in a conference game. Ooh, my little girl says the cutest thing. You need a little help. Jeez, you know, that information might have been a little more useful to me yesterday. That's where he comes in. This is my soul cold. Lock of the century. century. All week. It's the program picks with Fat Jack. Well, I know that this uh, season is wrapping up the way it began. That's with Petey Nick Red Hot and us terrible as uh, we all went over. In the conference championship games, and Pete Enoch, who joins us here in the uh, program, went two and zero oh on the conference games. Well done, Peter. Well Thank done, you, sir. It's um, well. I'm glad this is over. <laughs> Just because I mean, I, I can't. You know, this is a shock. And like I said, if I was betting real money, I'd be in the toilet. But I mean, it's been fun, but it'll never happen again. Trust me. But never happen again. It will, it will not happen again. No. It's been uh, amazing. Uh, here we sit uh, in the uh, bye week of the uh, Super Bowl with our program picks. What Do you have the tallies? You didn't bother to give us sheets, but, you know, do you have what his record is so we can at least celebrate the record? Should be 63 and 59. Wow. Well, that was before. That was No, it's more than that. He's more than 4 over now. I, you know, I, no, 63 and 39. Okay. That's no, just, no. Is that what, uh, no? My, my sheet's downstairs, right. so just add sixty-three and thirty-nine. Sounds right. Let's 39. welcome Fat Jack to the uh, festivities. Fat Jack, how are you, sir? Hey, if, we're, if we're celebrating three games over, then we're doing something wrong. Yeah, no, it's better it's, than that. We're, so. we're, we're missing. No, he's twenty-something games 26 over. Twenty-six or twenty-eight. Yeah. yeah, like more than more than that. He's way over. Um, Nothing it, wrong with that at all, for sure. No. Um, yeah, it's raining here in Vegas, by the way. For those of you that are going to be making your way this direction, it's raining and all hex broke loose. I mean, the canceled flights. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous right now. Um, I would go back to Oklahoma for my son's uh, wedding shower, and I will not be going tonight. So I'll be doing that. Tomorrow. Oh, really? The weather? Um, is, it, is it like a big thunderstorm or something? It's the Pineapple Express. Apparently, it's something coming out of Hawaii that is a, a bunch of moisture that is over the state. I mean, there's snow, there's snow in the mountains and a lot of rain on the strip. And, and uh, you know, it's, it, pets' heads are falling off at this point. Well, so I, was, uh, I, I, I was listening to all the media guys out at the uh, press conference today complaining about uh, what the weather is supposed to be next week when we're all out there. And uh, they, they were, we were talking about, let's see, here's, here's what we got for uh, Super Bowl week. Uh, looking at... Uh, 58, 58, 57, 59, 61, 60, and then we get a little better. Saturday and Sunday, 60 and 63, but in the 50s with lots of rain next week. So it, it begins right now, I guess. Yeah, it certainly has. And I'll tell you, it, I, this week, and I, I have not had a losing week, and I want to get this out there before we get into the, the picks and stuff, but I've not had a losing week in basketball since October. But this week is going to be a losing week unless I get really, really hot going into the weekend. And I'm, I absolutely intend on doing that. 
Uh, but we have not had a good start to the week in basketball. I, I, I always get things from people. You only say things when you're winning. And you're win- well, that's because we're winning most of the time. Uh, and so I, everything's posted and documented. You don't have to guess. And so I'm gonna, when we're winning, I'm going to say, yeah, we're winning. But I do want to take the opportunity. When we're losing, and we are losing, sports gamblers lose money. I mean, that's, people need to understand that. You're going to have days and you're going to have stretches where you do not win on those particular days and stretches. And frankly, guys, after 27 years of doing this, how you handle those days have much more to do with your overall longevity in being able to sports gamble year after year after year. Have a lot more to do with it than how you do when you're Kenny Rogers and you're 5-0 and and you're hitting all the close ones and everything's going great. So I just want to get that out there that if you're trying to make money betting on sports, expect losing stretches, handle those with the same or more discipline than you would a winning stretch, and be okay talking about it, because that's nothing anybody in my business ever does. And frankly, gamblers, if you go down to Buffalo Wild Wings or go to you know wherever, you're not going to hear anybody say, yeah, I lost last week or I lost last month. So we are absolutely having a great year. Should, I should not leave that out. 45 games up over the last two months in basketball alone. We've had a great year in football. Things are going incredibly well. Actually, top five year overall so far in 2023 heading into this year. But we are in the middle of a bad stretch. Handling that correctly is how you make money. Go to FatJackSports.com if you want to be able to do that and have somebody that's actually going to tell you uh, how to handle when things don't go well. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what the line move means. We What do we have? Some people said the opener was three or three and a half. It's two and a half. First thing I saw. Got all the way down to like one and a half. Uh, the 49ers favored by. Now back at two and a half. What does that say to you, Fatjack? Yeah, so here's what you have going on right now. You have the general public, everybody loves betting Kansas City. There's no way around it. And, and, and even though they're doing it totally different this year than they have in years past, they're still the same Kansas City. And as Kansas City fans know, being relevant this late in the year, you're gathering fans from around the world, not to mention Taylor Swift fans. But you're, de- you're, you're getting a lot more people, and they're very comfortable to play, not only because of Patrick Mahomes' record as an underdog, because they have success. If there is a light switch, it sits clearly in the locker room at Arrowhead Stadium where they're able to just flip it, and here we go. We're going to do the same thing we do every year. And so what you're getting is a a huge amount of volume coming in on Kansas City. But then you're going to have these big betters, and I'm not calling them sharp players because the jury's still out right now where the sharp money's going to fall. But you have these big betters. We've had a million-dollar bet on San Francisco. We've had multiple five, six, seven, at least $100,000 bets on San Francisco. So as that money comes in from the public and moves it down more close, closer to a pick you're having that, that, that big money, and I won't say sharp money, but big money betting on San Francisco either on the money line at minus 120 I've seen in some spots, or laying a point or point and a half, and that's then moving the number back. So it's vacillating. We typically don't see this. It's very rare for this early in the week for numbers to vacillate that much. Normally it comes out right around a key number, two and a half or whatever, and it sits there until game week at least, until we're able to kind of see, all right, this is where the money's going to fall. But so a little bit of anomaly, and you're getting that much movement this early, but that's exactly what's happening. Big bets coming out of San Francisco and the general public piling in on the Chiefs. Yeah, and, uh, and is that what you think, you know, like, like you gave us great advice. I want to point out that uh, Fat Jack said if you're going to bet the Chiefs weight when he was on with us last Thursday, because we were sitting, I think, at the time at three and a half, and you said the line's going to go up. You will get to four, four and a half. Sure enough, it went to four and a half, maybe even higher, but it did exactly yeah. uh, what you said. Do you have a feel for how the line is going to move between now and uh, when the game rolls around, or is it we need to get closer to the game? 
the people I'm talking to that that are sharp players like myself, they are not comfortable with San Francisco's defense. And they just do not believe that a lot of part of the season, not as much recency bias as what they're doing. The new, and I've talked to players also, but the new defensive coordinator that's coming to San Francisco, they have great talent there. But they're a Swiss cheese all over their defense. We saw that against Detroit and other and others, actually. Uh, but they are not comfortable. So, so, so what, what Vegas, I think, is waiting on to see where the sharp money falls because they know the general public's going to hammer the Chiefs. I don't know that you're going to get better than two and a half. I re- or two, if you buy two and a half, and I'm not a big buy it up guy. And I'll tell you, this particular game is the one time when if you're, if you're going to play the money line, this is not a bad spot to do it. In fact, when you go back and look at the past winners of the Super Bowl, you, the, the team that covers, the team that wins covers the vast majority of the time. Um, underdogs, 16 and 6 against the spread the last 22 games, but straight up winners, 46 and 7 against the spread. So it's essentially the vast majority of the time the team that wins covers in the Super Bowl. And so I'm not a big money line player, but I don't, I'm not necessarily against that if you have to be 1, 1 and a half. I don't know that it lands on 1, or you'd be really bad luck if it did. But my, my instinct is you're never getting 3. 2 and a half would be great. And if the Sharks come piling in on Kansas City, you're not going to, it may jump the fence. It probably won't. It probably in 1, 1 and a half. But I would say if you can get it 2 and a half, uh, take it. If not, you might think about the money line if you're wanting to play the Chiefs. We had a caller earlier this week, Jack, who kind of called in, and, and he, you know, as with most of our listeners, he's a Chiefs fan, and he, he kind of seemed confused with how the Chiefs are playing in the playoffs. No, he seems pissed. But yeah, okay, they weren't right. <laughs> Because when I tried to explain why they weren't, he, he did not want to hear any of it. And it was so, Travis. Obviously, he's, and, he's a good caller. He's a good fan. I agree, and he's, he's a but great. He wanted he no part. He asked the question, then didn't want any yeah. part of what the answer was. And, and Saran, I was well, why aren't the Chiefs favored? Exactly, and he talked about okay. how the Chiefs have performed in the playoffs. So, could you talk to Travis and our listeners about why it's not just these three weeks? It's it's everything back to September that matters. Yeah, this this Chiefs team from the outside looking in, number one, and, and everybody. When I say something, everybody out there is driving around and say, "Yeah, but they win." Yeah, but they won. Yeah, they're getting it done. And, and there's no arguing with that. There's only two teams left. Everybody else is in Cabo. So I understand what your, your counterpoint to this would be. But here's the, here's the concern. The Chiefs are not scoring in the second half on any level. They're averaging 7.6 points per game in the second half. They've gone under the total. The vast majority of the time, 70% plus, they've gone under the total. Now, people will say, well, yeah, the Spags defense is doing incredible things. Well, that works great unless you play a team like the Chiefs, number one in scoring in the second half, number one in – You mean – hang on, hang on. Just I think you said unless you play a team like the Niners, you mean. Yeah, like, sorry, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, now, okay. yeah, if you play a team like the Niners that are averaging 14.5 points in the second half, they're number one in a total offensive scoring. This is a team that puts up points. So the concern is, as stupid as it sounds when you're talking about Mahomes and Kelsey and company, the concern is is that if they get behind, do they are they capable of coming back? And Chiefs fans say, of course they are. They've done nothing but do that. It's hard to argue with that. But that, the line, there's a lot of sharp players out there that are saying exactly what your caller is saying. How is this team that has proven so often, especially lately in the playoffs, 
how, can, how they've proven that they will figure out a way that from the top down they get it done. How are they getting points? The other side of that, the analytics, the power rankings that have been in place all year long by the line setters will tell you that, yeah, we're a little worried about their defense, especially the run defense, but overall, San Francisco has been power ranked a high, higher than Kansas City all year long. So they're not going to all of a sudden switch that because of two or three games. And frankly, another angle is, that, guys, Baltimore did everything possible to lose that game. Now, I will tell you, Kansas City won. They should have won, did win. But Kansas, Baltimore, if you draw up a, a play chart of how to lose the game, turn it over three times in the playoffs more than your opponent, fumble going into the end zone, give them another seven points off turnover. They did everything possible to lose. So the concern would be, if I'm a Chiefs fan, what if they don't get those breaks? And what if we have to perform offensively for whatever reason, turnovers or just execution early by San Francisco, our limited amount of playmakers that we've had all year long, and most Chiefs fans will admit that. You know, Hill's gone. All these you know, They had more lately, but their limited amount of playmakers that they've had to rely on in years past, are they able to get it done if they have to in a predictable situation? So I can't make a great case for why they're – and that's why they're only a point, a point and a half underdog. I mean, what does he want? He want to be a seven-point favorite? That's actually true fan talking. But one, one and a half, I mean, it's not that much. If you pick the winner, you're probably going to cover the number. They, they want to hear that they're a favorite so that they can feel good that they're going to win. That That's what it is. They want their team to win, and they're worried about them being an underdog. And I, I think – Tell me something know, good. Yeah, tell, tell me why my team's great. Tell me – you reinforce 40. what I want to be true. 46, 7, and 3 against the spread, straight-up winners in the Super Bowl. So in this game, if you pick the winner, you're going to cover. So it won't matter. The, the factor of point, a point and a half, that's somebody that's mad because Taylor Swift's been on TV 28 seconds a week over the last three or four months. I mean, that it, you're finding something to be upset. It's not like they're a seven-point underdog. Vegas is not telling you they know San Francisco's much better. They're saying we give them a small lean based on our power ranking from the entire year, but we think it's a toss-up game. So it's, it's not enough to get insulted about for sure. Yeah. Uh, what, so what do you do now with some of the prop bets? What, what are you doing uh, right now are there any of them that go get them right now because they're going to move or do you just do all your research now and you come firing next week yeah, the actual list will be out here on Monday. You get some early stuff. The early stuff that we've seen be bet in spots where you can bet it. Brock Purdy over 11.5 yards. Uh, Pacheco over his rushing total of 68. Kelsey over 72.5 receiving yards. Uh, Christian McCaffrey over 90, and a half rush, 90 rushing yards. And Kelsey over 6.5 receptions, although that may get to 7, 7.5 so, because it's minus 140 right now. That's been basically schematically Kansas City, and I know the Chiefs fans know this, have done a lot more about getting him involved uh, in bubble screens behind the last scrimmage, those type things, those those receptions add up. So those have been the early bets that have come in. With prop bets in general, I mean, if you sign up on my server, you're going to get the top 10 to 15 prop bets, and those have been layups the last probably 10 years. I mean, they always make money because there's pages and pages of ways that we're able to kind of drill down and figure out how to make more money than just uh, just on the game. But what you, what you should be looking at if you're going to bet the props are find one or two things that you think are going to happen and then make three, four, or five bets based on that. And don't put most of your money in the props. You should be have more money on the game than you in props because the props are a big money maker for the house. But things like, if you're like, okay, the Chiefs have not scored at all in the second half, but they're still getting there and still winning. 
the assumption would be that they're going to score more in the first half than the second half. That's been pretty consistent, so you can bet that. Uh, the Kansas City might, uh, winning the first half over San Francisco, that's a bet. Make that bet. Fewer points in the second half than the first half, not a bad place. Even though, San, If you like the Chiefs, even though San Francisco has been very good at scoring in the second half, the thought process would be if the Chiefs win, that they're going to have the lead at half, they're not going to have to come back, and so they would be in that just exactly what you saw last week week, far more of a conservative approach in the second half than you get in the first half. And by the way, Andy Reid's been consistent about that his entire career. When they play good defenses, he generally speaking goes over the total. When he plays bad to average defenses, he goes under the total. It's all based on how much risk he's willing to put his quarterback and his offense into early in the game. And so that's expect more of that early in this game as well, because San Francisco, generally speaking, has a good defense. But that's the way you handle props. Next week, we'll have a bunch more of those here from Radio Row. All right, one more, and that's about the MVPs. Um, I, for me, I, none of the favorites are ever worth it just because the, the returns are so small. So I like to do a very small bet on some of the longer shots and see if they can come home. One of the longer shots, though, is Travis Kelsey. And now by longest, he's like fifth favorite, but like 17 to one, I need 10 to one or better before me, before I will even consider playing that kind of, uh, bet. Travis Kelsey at 17 to one and then like, uh, I, the defense has been so salty all year, and that I, I, Patrick Mahomes has won two uh, MVPs already, and neither one of them did he have fantastic numbers. And so I think there's going to be a want if if we would get the same game we got against the Baltimore Ravens, seventeen ten. They're going to want to give it to somebody other than Mahomes. Now, Travis Kelsey, excuse me. I couldn't avoid it. I tried to get by without it. Couldn't make it. Um, Travis Kelsey Life happens. has 11 for 110. He's going to win it. But if it ends up being a little bit more balanced on the offensive side, will they look for a guy like, hey, Chris Jones had a sack and a half, two passes defensed, and recovered a fumble. You know, Legereus Sneed had three passes defensed, an interception, and forced a fumble. Uh, th- there are some long odds on, on those that make me kind of intrigued by like a couple of the Kansas City Chiefs defensive guys and a Travis Kelsey uh, to take a shot at the MVP. Do you have an approach to that? All right, so I, if I'm a $10,000 a game better in football, I will bet $500 possibly on the coin toss, and I will take some $100 shots. So my point to this is, is that if you're going to do something like that, it needs to be so much less money than you're going to have on the game. That when Kelsey or when Mahomes or when somebody, Christian McCaffrey, somebody on the other team, most likely a quarterback, wins the MVP, you just shrug your shoulders and move on with your day. That's the first thing. Second thing, I tell you this: they gave away an MVP for the uh, for the conference championship game, right? Um, I think it was. Wasn't it Mahomes? Didn't he get? Didn't he win? I heard. I thought hold up a trophy that looked like a small I, trophy. I think that was the Lamar Hunt trophy for winning the AFC. Okay, good, good. Because I don't. I, I guess my point is, I'm not positive. It will take eleven. It's going to take three touchdowns for them to not give it to a quarterback. We've seen that in history. My long shot flyer would be. Uh, and you always look about script of the game. Let's just say, for instance, that San Francisco gets their defensive act together, Kansas City's defense does what it's been doing, and nobody scores a bunch of points. Butker kicks five field goals, and they end up winning seven, you know, 16 to whatever, or something like that. You get a kicker or, or something strange like that at 400 to one. 
now you're now you're cooking with Crisco. So when I'm looking at other players, it's going to take such a minute script, just the, the exact things to happen. I would be careful about going away from anybody but Kelsey or Mahomes. And I don't think we talked about this last year. I just don't think there's value, especially with the quarterbacks, that I'd rather bet the side, especially when you're an underdog. I'd rather bet Kansas City at plus one twenty or one forty than I would. What what is Mahomes to win the MVP? Two thirty plus one thirty five. Yeah, so you get plus 135, Mahomes has to win the MVP, or you can bet the Chiefs at plus 120 or so to win the game. You yeah. know that he's, they're going to have to win the game for anybody to win, so I go ahead and lay that extra. I take the extra juice away, lay a little more, you know, get the plus 120 and play the Chiefs to win versus playing the quarterback. All right, Fat Jack, tell everybody how they get in touch with you, and, of course, we'll break down the game some more next week from Vegas, but how do they get in touch with you and what all you got going on right now? I do not have many bad stretches. It takes a combination of bad luck and some bad plays. And we're, we are wrapping up a three-day period of that, $99 through Monday. And we are going to win this weekend for sure. I'm probably going to make up the, the numbers we're down. Better numbers are long-term. Get a p- package through at least the Super Bowl, 249 football and basketball through Super Bowl Sunday. Or the better deal, guys, lowest price of the entire year available right now. Pay out the service fee over eight months. I held that because of the last two days for a couple more days. But you get the lowest rate of the entire year, pay out the service fee, get baseball season absolutely free, get the Triple Crown absolutely free, and make money all year long. If you're in Kansas and you're betting regularly, don't get a weekend package. Get consistent winning selections that will make it to where you don't care about one weekend or one game or one stretch because you're consistently winning. Go to FatJackSports.com, sign up today, and win this weekend. All right, Fat Jack, you're the man. We appreciate it. Stay hot, and we'll talk next week. I am the co-man. Peter's actually the man, and I, but I'll take a co-man. Uh, I appreciate you saying that. I'm excited about next week. Thank you, Jack. Have a great week. I'll see you soon. All right, brother. You do the same. Pat Jack from FatJackSports.com. Uh, he is the best in the business. You can see all his results. They're posted right there online. It's Fat Jack at FatJackSports.com. Let's take a break. We'll play some Stump the Chumps. Uh, coming up, it is brought to you by the Salty Iguana. Let me tell you how the Salty Iguana hit it out of the park for me and my family. We got the big taco game day spread. It was awesome. From pickup, much love to my friends out at the Iguana uh, there at K10 and Ridgeview, uh, right out in front of Family Leisure. They were phenomenal. Walked in, rolled up to the bar, had this big, sturdy box. It was Joe's-esque in the sense that they got this high-quality, sturdy box. We had, it felt like it was 40 pounds of food. Like it was so much that uh, I was eating taco salad on Monday and Tuesday for lunch and Monday for dinner. And we were making burritos. We had so much left over. It was so much food. Uh, you get a choice of uh, ground beef, shredded chicken, or you can pick a combination, uh, crispy or soft uh, shells. You can get uh, the uh, black beans or the refried beans, the iguana dipper queso. We got a little bit of everything with us. And then all the fixings, shredded cheese, lettuce, tomatoes. Let me tell you something. There is still cheese in my house. From the Tigers, and we ate like about five meals plus the whole game day spread. Yes, I overbought a little, but I'm going to tell you, you will not be disappointed, and it was fantastic. The iguana dip is amazing. I believe I would say that the the, the salsa came in kettles. That I mean, we had so I am never been so happy I got an, about a Mexican spread as I was. I got on this. an important question about your taco salad. Yes. 
did see some lettuce. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> but there's they give you I was it was awesome. We loved it. So thanks to our friends at the Salty Iguana. If you're looking for a great spot to go uh, and have yourself a great uh, dinner tonight, go to the Salty Iguana. Uh, Independence there in the Missouri side, Lawrence, uh, Oleta, and right there in Prairie Village. Uh, go see them tonight. They're online at SaltyIguana.com. Webster defines trivia as bits of information that are of little value. Webster never played Stump the Chumps, a Kansas City institution for a quarter century. Stump the Chumps. And here they are, Soren Petro, Pete Enoch, Todd Lebo, and Curtis Seabold. Yes, indeed. Time for a little stuff. The Chumps brought to you by our friends at the Salty Iguana. Todd, did you hear me mm. talking about how awesome the uh, game day taco fest was? Taco platter. Mm. I can't remember what was it called. It was called the uh, the game day uh, taco party pack. I heard you talking about it during the awesome. pregame show, and then you and I had a conversation about you, it. Yeah, what I was going to get... What, what what all we got for it, and it was out of this world. It was a huge hit. We were eating, I, I had so much food. Um, it was fantastic because I never, I don't know about you, but if I have a party, I don't want to run out. No, you don't, right? don't want to be the guy cheap. who runs out. Right? So I overordered. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But we, I still have. Hey, uh, I'd rather cheese. have leftovers than not enough. Oh, God, oh, yes. Yeah. So the beans were fantastic. I bet it there's was, no iguana dip left. No, it's gone. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, it got so crushed. Uh, the iguana uh, dip has gone early. That is oh, your so right order dip. That. Yeah, I ordered dip. It's we gone. Got, we got iguana and queso. Uh, they're both gone. Uh, but it is uh, plenty it was, of lettuce left over. Uh, we did because I had taco <laughs> salad four more times. There you go. Because you know I was yeah I, I I busted out and went with the shells and everything on game day. But then I'm like, all right, I gotta gotta watch on the carbs. Yeah, get ready. I mean, listen, Super Bowl's coming up. Yeah, get ready now. Make your plans. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for it, uh, get it. Right Right now, it's at Salty Iguana. Go to SaltyIguana.com. That's SaltyIguana.com. And they will be happy to help you out. The way they helped out me and my family, just a phenomenal job. I cannot tell you how happy we were. So if you're looking for a great game day spread or just a great meal tonight, go by the Iguana, Salty Iguana, four locations around the metro. Uh, Enjoy it tonight with your family. Uh, You can thank me later, people. I'll take your appreciation later. Um... All right. Did you hear also that uh, Pete Enoch went 2-0 and in the conference championship games? All the guy does is win. While the three Tubbos <laughs> here uh, all went 0-2. Uh, Did you hear that, Todd? Well, listen, Pete's been winning all year long. Uh, except for what we got coming up now. <laughs> Come on, you'll be fine. <laughs> Button kicked. Oh, yeah. You'll, how about Pete? Greedy Pete? Uh, here's I want to win at everything. Pete was just the... Well, not you enough guys, you guys stomping guts in the picks. In Pete's the big homer, always taking the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No <laughs> I'm kidding. taking him again in two weeks, too. Yeah, all right. Good yeah. to know. All right. Well, here we go. Gentlemen, are you ready? I'm yes. ready. Mm-hmm. All right. I uh, have uh, been scrambling today. Let's let's say the least. But I got a good one. I got a couple of good ones. You're fixed now. The Ron Hackley just fixed. You. Well, You're I think good. he fixed one of my. You know, by the way, Apple. If you could bend over, I'll show you right now what I think of you. Uh, just <laughs> if you'd like, if if anyone's out there. He's talking about the company, not the fruit. That's right. Okay. I, I love an apple. I love an <laughs> apple because an apple a day will keep the doctors away, and uh, that's a whole other story. So um, we're ready. We'll, we'll, we'll go right now. We'll yeah. keep their bills away, but yeah. uh, keep them away. Yeah. Shut up, Medicare boy. Um, <laughs> no need to hear from you, pal. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm looking around here, right? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> who, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> all right. Here's, we'll get a whole can of some stuff going here in a second. Um, all right. I'm going to go with, I've got two, four, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, oh, twelve, thirteen, for God's four, sake. seven, nine. Look at Todd. He's like he's 11, getting ready to 13, eat. Thirteen answers. Thirteen. Mm. Thirteen answers. Mm. In honor of the Super Bowl coming up. You know, I love my Super Bowl records and stats. Oh, boy. There are, in total, let's see, Curtis, from 5 to 35 would be... Uh, 31. uh, 31. There are 31 people in the history of the National Football League. Don't start firing names because there's a qualifier to this. 31 people that have caught two or more touchdown passes in the Super Bowl. Okay? Not in one game, just total. Total. Career, Career catches in the Super Bowl. 31 guys, Pete. Okay. Two touchdown catches or more in their career in the Super Bowl. 13 of them played at non-Power 5 schools. Notre Dame is a Power 5 school, so don't give me Notre Dame. They're a Power 5 school. Mm-hmm. Power 5 today. Uh, next year. Okay. So next year. Uh, so I don't I don't want to, don't get me, you know, what have you. I've, right. I've got these, these conferences are all, the conferences represented, I'll give you a clue. Uh, MEAC, Sunbelt, Colonial Athletic Association, Mountain West, AAC, Big Sky, Big West, MAC, Sunbelt, Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, and the SWAC. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Lebo. Pete. Stallworth. Uh, John Stallworth uh, is from Alabama A&M. That is correct. You are out of the gates. Red hot, Enoch. Todd was next. Jerry Rice. Uh, yes, Mississippi Valley State. Well done, Todd. Losing uh, track of people. Curtis. Uh, go ahead, Curtis. Greg Jennings. Uh, you are right. Lebo. Greg Jennings from Western Michigan. Nailed it. There's one for Cur- all three of you on the board. Todd. Uh, uh, Julian Edelman? Julian Edelman does not no, have two touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> That's Todd. Did Danny Woodhead do this? Or he did not. Okay. Thank God. We got uh, guys from that are still on the board from Buffalo, Washington, Dallas, the Rams, uh, the Bucks, Packers, Lee Cowboys, Bengals. Art Monk? Art Monk, no. Curtis. Andre Reed. Andre Reed yeah. does not have two. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, Enoch. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. You're in. Think you know. Uh, think, of a, think of a Bill and Packer. That maybe ran a guy I was thinking Boy Deller, but no. Don Beebe scored two touchdowns, did he? Don Beebe wow. got two touchdowns wow. from Shadron State. Yeah. Gary Clark for Washington. Gary from Clark. James Madison. Butch Johnson. <laughs> from the Cowboys. Uh, UC Riverside. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup from Eastern Washington. Oh, boy. Keenan McCardell while playing for Tampa from UNLV. Max McGee, McGee. from Tulane. That's your friend. Uh, Jay Novacek, Wyoming. Dan Ross, Northeastern. Ricky Sanders, Texas State. And John Taylor, Delaware State. John Taylor. I should have done that one, too. I thought you guys guys might do a little better. You got three. You'll tell by my first first question that I actually have a running spreadsheet of Super Bowl touchdowns scored by college. And I was looking at it earlier today. And forgot every answer? just completely (laughs) blew the first question you asked, which I should have been. I honestly, I thought Curtis was going to get like six. Hmm. I thought it was going to be like six to two to one. All right. Taking away the big two, Notre Dame and Michigan, there are 14 schools. That have produced at least eight Super Bowl touchdowns by any means, passing, oh. rushing, receiving, or returns. Patrick. Yeah. Seren. Penn State. Penn State, no. Eek. Kansas. Nope. 
eight. Lebo, Mississippi Valley State. Eight Super Bowl touchdowns? Eight Super Bowl touchdowns. Mississippi Valley State. Eight. You got one? Yes. He has eight on his own. There you go. See, I got it. Um, um, uh, Enoch, did you say Alabama? Uh, not Alabama. No Alabama. Lebo, uh, uh, SC? USC? No. No, you're kidding. Uh, really? I, Petro, I, there's somebody with Gronk, Arizona. Arizona, 10. Okay. Let's see, we Gronk have... Uh, Petro, Petro, uh, Colorado, is there somebody with Cliff Brand? Not Colorado. We've got uh, a, a brand new Big 12 team, SEC, SEC, SEC. Mm, small school. Enoch. ACC. Tennessee. Le- uh, not Tennessee. Lebo. Uh, BYU. BYU has eight. Oh, uh, Big Ten. SEC. But wow, that sucks. Enoch. The uh, Florida. What about what about Florida? I yes, got one. that was uh, Florida. A little late, but we'll give Florida. it to him. All right, yeah, we have to uh, need everyone. Uh, really you know, Pete, Who else? Pete moves slow, so the buzzer comes slow as well. So In alphabetical <laughs> order, Georgia. Oh God, oh, Heinz Ward man. and Fran Tarkenton, Tarkenton and LSU, Louisiana Tech. I Thank you, Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw has has scored eight touchdowns. No, it helped throw. Too, produced. So produced. I said passing, said, rushing, oh, receiving, or returning. I didn't listen very well. Scored. I was dumb. Didn't listen. Oh, that's, that's, why I said, that's why I said produced, passing, rushing, receiving, or returns. There weren't enough if you just I wish you said passing, Stanford's on passing it, rushing, or receiving. That would help me out. Stanford's I, on I, it. I, I did. Say we weren't listening. Did you? Yes. Fred, I didn't uh, listen no. either. Stanford's on um, the list now, too, right? Uh, Stanford. Yeah, 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 so I said Georgia, LSU, Louisiana Tech, Michigan. Miami, Navy. I said accepting Navy. Michigan and Notre Dame. Yeah. You were all over that question. We didn't listen to any of this. Uh, You and me both. Besides Starbox, have I told you I've got computer problems? I've noticed. You know how that screws your (laughs) life up? It does. Navy did something besides Starbox? He's got them all. He says hurry up over there. uh, Navy, Nebraska, Stanford, Texas Tech. Who has like five or six guys besides UCLA and Wisconsin. All right. right. Everyone's going to hate this question. I want you to name me someone who scored a point for either team. Last time the Chiefs and Niners played, that was last year's regular season game. Someone who scored a point in that game. Petro. Yeah. Uh, Butker. Eden. Butker, yes. Kelsey. Curtis. No. Petro after Curtis. Juju. Juju scored a touchdown, yeah. yes. Petro. Uh, uh, Pacheco. No. Okay. Curtis. Curtis. McCole Hardman. Mecole had three touchdowns in that game. Oh, my God. Best uh, of his life. Petro. Gould, was he still the kicker? Bob Gould was their kicker. Hmm. Um... Petro, mm-hmm. Debo, nope. Um, oh, wow. I, I, this is fifteen months ago. I, I know. I know. Uh, Petro, Jeff Wilson, nope. Uh, I out? out. I think you're out. Uh, I, I, I can Curtis, I, 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 it was his first game, but I don't think he did. McCaffrey, he did not. Okay. Name another Chiefs player. I don't remember him. Chris Burford. Hell, I don't know. Chris Burford. Kittle, I use. George Kittle. Kittle's correct. Ray Ray McLeod scored the other touchdown. Wow. Clyde scored a touchdown. I didn't know whether to go Pacheco or Clyde. I knew that was. Justin Watson scored a touchdown. And Frank Clark got a safety. Well, that's right. Late, I, I had this game has been up. The box score, that game the box score. has been up every day this every week. Day. It's part of the, the windows I open <laughs> to start the show. I could have just slip, slip, and answered that. Well, every if one. your computer's working. Well, that part of this <laughs> waste Let's of space is. Four answers, men. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Four answers. Four answers. I used to think that McClyman's High School had the best high school basketball team of all time. I don't now because in the 
seventies, Baltimore Dunbar, Dunbar had four players starting lineup in the starting lineup. Three were first round draft chips, draft choices in the NBA, and one was a second round. Who I know some guys in Baltimore Dunbar, Dunbar in the seventies. Yeah, well, I think I, I'm pretty sure it was seventies. It might Lebo. not be, but I mean, no other team ever had Bob this McAdoo? array. No. He was, in North Carolina. he was in North Carolina. He was in the sixties. I mean, 70s. I know that, like, uh, but uh, no, but I mean, I go. Last say, this go is the best there? I've ever seventies, maybe the eighties. Yeah. Okay. So best Petro. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I Who think, were they? I think it might have been early Dunbar 80s. High School. Reggie Williams. That was it. Yeah, Muggsy that was, Bogues. That was yeah. 80s, yeah. Reggie uh, Lewis. Lewis. Uh, the, the, the three first yeah, round Lewis. picks. Second round was David Wingate. Yeah, That's a hell of a squad. Lord. That is a hell of a squad. God, I don't get it. I should have got that. You should have yeah, got yeah, that. I thought for sure. That was, that was the. I thought for sure you were. That was the early 80s. That would have yeah. been like 80, 81, 82. Was it okay? Well, I knew you'd nail it. No, but now once you started down that list, I'm like, nah, I remember it. Wingate yeah. was on the 85 Georgetown team, so you're right there. All right, uh, here we go. Um, let's begin with this. Uh, the We've seen Patrick Mahomes scoot, mm-hmm. run around. Uh, give me the top ten quarterback rushers in playoff history. Playoff history. Playoff history, quarterback, Phoenix. career, career rushing yards. Like Pete. Steve Young. Steve Young is number one with like, 594. So what's the bottom of this list? Like 100? Uh, bottom of this list is 359. Lebo, I'm going to try Colin Kaepernick because I know he had a really long touch. Colin Kaepernick is number five with 507. Wow. Lebo, Roger Staubach? Uh, Roger nice. Staubach is number eight with 432. Lebo, John Elway? Uh, John Elway is number Phoenix, six with uh, Tarkin here. Uh, Tarkenton is not there. Lebo, Lamar? Uh, Lamar Jackson is number four with 521. Josh Allen? Uh, Josh Allen is number two with 563. Oh, here he goes. The buffet is open. Sit here and watch Lebo eat. Okay. Uh, You got him. So here we go. Number three is Russell Wilson. Number nine is Donovan McNabb with 422. Number 10 is Otto Graham Mm. with 359. And number seven is the name I said. I don't remember anything he said. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh, oh I was kicking that? myself oh. for saying it. Oh. I'm like, oh, God, wait a minute. He's number seven. I thought Patrick we Mahomes say it. is already seventh in, oh. in the quarterback postseason I rushing. I thought we couldn't say it because you said it. Guy He's almost in the top 50 of all, all yeah, of career good ball player. Wow. Yeah. It turns out he's a pretty good, pretty ball, good player. ball player. Well yeah. said, Pete. Thank you. Thank God. That's why we bring you in. Hey, he is. Pete's pretty, pretty solid. He's a pretty solid ball player. <laughs> Babe Ruth. Curtis. <laughs> little hitter. Uh, 35 quarterbacks have played at least 160 career NFL games. Started at least 160 NFL games. Well, 11. Wait, there's only 35 guys no. that have started 160 no, games a month? At least 160 NFL games. Uh, yes. Uh, 11 of those. Wait, wait. I just want to be clear. Yes. 35, Everybody else has started less yep. than that? Wow. I would have thought 35 quarterbacks have started like, at least like 160. Just 10 years. Just yeah. regular season games. Regular season games. Okay. 11 of those did not start a Super Bowl. The mo- oh, okay. How many games? The Petro. Mo- one, Phoenix. One, six, Vinny Testaverde. Vinny Testaverde, 214. He's the leader. Pete. Way Tittle. Lebo. No. Patrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Get that Ryan Fitzpatrick, no. Nope. Uh, 
Hmm. See, these uh, are all Super Bowl. These are all they all played uh, from, the era, six, from the yeah. late sixties on. Most of these are in the seventies uh, or eighties. Joe Ferguson. Joe Ferguson, one seventy one. Lebo. Bernie Kosar. No. Did you get there. Uh, uh, Enoch. Did somebody say test to Bernie? Uh, he yeah. did. Yeah. Oh. Um, you have a Bengal, a Charger. Petro, Steve DeBerg. Nope. You have a Bengal, a Charger, another Lebo. Charger, a Cardinal. Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers. Lebo, Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts. Oh. Got a Bengal. Screw oh. your clues, Curtis. Enoch, Hadel. Uh John Hadel, 166. There you go, Pete. Echo the whistle. Echo the whistle. Uh, Who else? The Bengal was Andy Dalton. Oh. The Cardinal was Jim Hart. Jim Hart. Jim Hart. Jim Hart. Dave Craig. Oh. Warren Moon. Oh, yes. Carson Palmer. Should have got that, too. And Alex Smith. Oh, my God. 167 for Big Al. Awful. All right, Lebo. All right, just name I gave you a feast. I'm giving you a feast. You You should get this feast. This is for you. (laughs) Syracuse first-round picks. I just want you to name me someone who has rushed for 1,000 yards in a single season for the 49ers. Petro. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Petro. Roger Craig. Yes. Petro. Wendell Tyler. Yes. Oh, uh, God. Delvin Williams. Delvin Williams, yes. Petro. Garrison Hurst. <laughs> Garrison Hurst. Jesus. Petro. Christ. Ricky Waters. What is Ricky Curtis. Waters, yes. Uh, Frank Gore. Frank Gore. What, what the hell are you reading over there? Joe Perry. Joe Perry, Curtis. Oh, damn you, Curtis. Petro. Oh, no, he didn't. Um, we got three names left, I think. Uh, God. I couldn't uh, answer what I didn't know. Uh, Petro. Jeff Wilson? Nope. Um, uh, Petro. Raheem Mostert? Nope. Is he struck out, Adam? No, that's two. Is he struck out? That's two. Um, Curtis, buzz in and say something. Uh, I, I can't think of it. I don't think anyone said Charlie Garner. No. I uh, Kevin Barlow. Okay. Wow. K-A-V-A-N. Kevin yeah. Barlow. Kevin and a guy Barlow. named J.D. Smith. I don't remember him. That's I'll take, I'll take Joe Perry. That yeah. got me. Yeah. That you gave me the same five I gave you. You gave it that's up. Touche. Fair play. You acted like me. It was just all. That's fantasy football. Thirty years of fantasy football. You. I brought the man. That was tough. You talk about you overate on that one. That was too much. Oh, he's fine. You ate too fast. Maybe. That was pretty impressive. You calling me fat? No. Well, okay. no. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Let's go. Well, yeah, you had all that food from uh, the, the guana. Trust me, I, yeah. the, the scale did. What's it? Okay, this the is just uh, this might be deemed unfair, but what the hell? The first player to hit a triple play on national television hit into a triple play. Hit into triple play on national television started his career in Kansas City. Who was he? Lebo Dickhouse. No. On television. Started huh? his career with Cleveland. Lebo, Reggie Jackson. No. Uh, Petro, Roger Maris. No. Earlier, earlier, earlier. Earlier, like the Kansas City Cowboys or some crap? No, 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 no. A's? Cowboys. He was in That A's? was 1925. Not on national TV. No. He was an A then, right? Uh, no. He was a Royal. He was, oh. a, he was eventually a Royal. Who was it? Jackie Robinson. Oh, 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 great question. Not yeah. great. We didn't get it. No, no. Are we 10 well, to 10? Uh, Peter has 400. <laughs> well, I'm uh, that. Curtis think. has 600. That's amazing. Uh, I have 1,000. I guess. You had got 600 Todd in the second Lebo half. Todd Lebo has 1,000. We're tied. 
Here we go. Wow. This is that's uh, about the up. wager, dog. Here we go. Curtis yeah. is in a spot where he can steal it. Pete can Curtis steal is it already too. betting it all. Speed I promise Curtis. you, he's going to bet it all. all. I ever do. You know, it's scumbag. Curtis, you have to absolutely not bet it all in this one. Well, I'm going to bet it. All. The, okay. The uh, category, Misters Irrelevant. Oh boy. Oh my God. Are you, you, we haven't already had this. Who knows. We had a Mr. Irrelevant. You didn't recycle something that you've already asked, did I you? I definitely didn't recycle it. I got this email this week. Okay, Mr. Irrelevant in the category of Mr. Irrelevant, Todd. Ready. What are you going to wager, you punk? Uh, it's Stump the Chumps brought to you by our friends at Salt the Iguana. You can get some great iguana tonight. Uh, go on by get that iguana dip. It's always a great start. I don't know what all they put into it, but it is phenomenal. Great chips as well. By the way, we got like, it was a... Seemed like a hefty bag full of chips uh, to go with the uh, meal. It was awesome. If you're looking for a great game day spread, the Salty Iguana's got you covered. Find them online at saltyiguana.com. All right, back in on the program on Sports Radio 810 WHB, playing a little Stump the Chumps, brought to you by the Salty Iguana. Gentlemen, here is Final Chumps 2. Mr. Irrelevance have won a world championship. Brock Purdy is trying to become the third. The two who have won both went to SEC colleges. I just need you to name either college that produced them. I'll tell you they're not the same college, just the same conference. Sounds like the last mile. Hey, get in here, Enoch. Are we going to be tied? I think I think I have it. I, I I know I have it. Okay, I think I have it. Okay, I'm almost positive. Quickly. All right, we start with um, Enoch. One dollar LSU. What the hell was it's that? That was uh, the very end of the buzzer. Sorry Doink. about that. Didn't that have the button Doink. on. No. Okay, Pete with three ninety nine. Uh, we go to Cletus, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, how much you risk? Oh. No risk it, no biscuit. What did I say, Curtis? Twelve hundred. South Carolina. I had South Carolina. Thousand. Bet it all. Okay. Uh, that's a winner. And you can uh, go ahead and uh, get ready to kiss your sister. Kiss your sister. Because what did I have right there? I got a glass. So. What did I say? South Carolina. South Carolina. Carlos Santos, right? What was, was the other Ryan one? Ryan Ryan or Brian, whatever. I knew. Oh, I would have been best. We should have kickers. put the name down. The, you the, missed the name. I would have missed the name. The first one with uh, the first uh, Super Bowl with Belichick and uh, Brady was a guy named Marty Moore. He went to oh. Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Hey, which right. one was that? Because they didn't do it. He was for drafted like, by the Patriots, and he wound up winning. But with the but, but I think okay. when it's all said and done, the guy, the guy who's been battling a computer all day, he wins by default, right? No. I so say I yes. No, we tied. No, Actually, we Dave tied. wins because Dave's going to Salty Iguana for saying the question. He is going to win. Wonderful rice. The black beans are great. The refried beans are great. Let's go to the Iguana tonight. Stuff your face, people. All right, who was the first quarterback to win a Super Bowl wearing a single-digit uniform number? Brought to you by Good Sense. 